All right, Dynasty Wonderland, it is your salary captain. Aaron is here to do another little interview here. We got a special guest because in the world of fantasy football, the more we play this, the, the smarter we get as people because we've got our, our Twitter doctors online. We've got some fantastic people in the PT field that can tell us about injuries. For instance, the Travis Etienne, the midfoot sprain, the dreaded Liz, Liz Frank. Ugh. We all know that that's now a season-ending type of injury. So the reason that I have brought today's guest on is to talk about an, a recent injury that we don't see a whole lot of. So my guest today, he is one of my best friends. His name is Dustin Martin. You can find him at Martin underscore Dustin C on Twitter. He works in the physical therapy field he is also a fantasy football degenerate, just like myself and many others. And he commissions some so many leagues, so many leagues I'm in, does a fantastic job. And I thought, you know what? We have this meniscus injury with Irv Smith. We don't really know anything. I mean, the Colts would say it's probably five to 12 weeks, but <laughs> we, we see things. There's an article that says he's out for a month. He's out for six to eight months. We saw the, his team, the Vikings, trade for a tight end at Chris Herndon. But really, we brought Dustin in to talk to us about the meniscus injury. What's a meniscus? What, what does a meniscus injury mean to Irv Smith? What does it mean to us that play fantasy football or even the people that, that play dynasty football? Uh, the floor is yours, man. Teach us. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, so... Let me give the listeners just a little bit of a crash course uh, anatomy lesson here so you can understand a little better about um, what a meniscus injury really is. So you've got your femur, right? You've got your big leg bone. You've got your tibia or what we call your shin bone. Your femur and your tibia, they sit together, right? They're covered by your kneecap. So they're protected by the kneecap, but they sit together like this. So you have, you have two meniscus. In each knee, you have inside meniscus, the medial meniscus, you have outside meniscus, you have the lateral meniscus. Usually your medial meniscus is going to be the one that takes, it's going to be the one to get injured the most. And the way the meniscus works, you can almost think of it, it's almost like a gasket. So there are two little moon-shaped, crescent-shaped um, pieces of fibrous connective tissue um, and they sit along the rim of your tibia, of your shin bone, right, where the femur comes down on top of it. So what it does uh, is it, it does several things for the knee. So the biggest function of meniscus is it's there to help absorb compressive forces. So when we're running, when we're jumping, when we're sprinting, every time the foot hits the ground, we have compression happening between the femur and the tibia, right? Right. That, menis that meniscus is there to help give you some cushion from that blow. Um, in addition to the cartilage uh, that's over the bone itself. So um, whenever that compressive force comes down, so the meniscus is soft. When the compressive force comes down, the meniscus is allowed to expand a little bit, right? So compression comes down, it can expand and it can provide a little cushion for that blow. When it does that, what it also does, as it expands, it essentially makes the joint deeper, right? So deeper joint means more stability, 
So an intact meniscus is obviously, um, it, we prefer to have an intact meniscus. That's not to say that we can't function without a meniscus because we have the ACL, we have the PCL, um, we have the MCL, the LCL. So we have all of these ligaments uh, in and around the knee that provide structural stability as well. The meniscus is just a piece of that. So it's not to say that we can't function without a meniscus, uh, it's just helpful to have it there. So um, a lot of times you'll see people have a meniscus tear that's simply age-related. Uh, that happens as we get older. It's really a normal thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of meniscus injuries are actually completely pain-free, especially the ones that we would call degeneration. Uh, that's really just a normal age-related change of the body. Um, however, in sports, that's usually not what we're dealing with, right? So most of the time when you have a meniscus injury in sports, what you're going to be looking at is a weight-bearing injury, so compression on the joint, right? Mm -hmm. We've got compression down the meniscus. A lot of times it's going to be a twisting injury. So if you think of it as tibia or a femur is sitting in the gasket and you twist that soft-ish tissue under enough force, under enough compression, something has to give and it's not going to be bone, right? Gotcha. The, softer the softer tissue is going to lose every time. So typically what you're going to see, especially in football, planted foot, a twist of some sort, and something's going to give. Sometimes it's just a meniscus. A lot of times the ACL will go with it. So you hear a lot of times, uh, Joe Burrow, ACL, medial meniscus, right? A lot of times those, those two guys get hurt together. Fortunately uh, for Herb Smith, that wasn't the case. So, um, yeah. So you're with me so far, making sense so far. So and real quick, I want to interject too, because like it, it seems, to, seems to be that we never really hear much about the meniscus tear. But if I'm hearing you correctly, it's because like, especially the medial meniscus, it's you're usually also having an ACL injury with the medial meniscus. And they is, would, would you say that people like when they report, like a person's got a knee injury, they just kind of leave it at ACL because that's what people know. People know, oh man, like, you know, they, it could have been the medial meniscus that kept Joe Burrow out for the year, but you know, ACL kind of paints the clearer picture. People are like, ah, yeah, ACL also affected. Yeah. He's out for the year. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, just pulling off the top of my head, um, a lot of times they will specify. So I do remember them specifying for Burrow that it was his medial meniscus as well. And um, I had somebody else in mind that they also specified a meniscus injury. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they will specify that because that just adds another layer of complexity to the surgery, adds another layer of complexity to the rehab process. Gotcha. Um, so the stuff we see with Burrow, like that's perfectly natural because honestly uh, and because it's so much time i totally forgot that it was meniscus for joe burrow so when we mm -hmm. see all these things like he's struggling and just trying to get a rhythm is because it's not just acl like uh barkley was just acl right i believe so Sa saquon was just acl so of course he now looks like a physical freak but the reason yeah. joe burrow obviously he had a later tear it was about mid-season for him but mm -hmm there was more damage to it and good job Bengals right. on not drafting an offensive lineman to protect your quarterback who had his knee ripped to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> so when, 
with a meniscus injury, um, there's several ways you can go about treating it. For normal people like you and I, uh, we have a meniscus injury. The huge majority of the time, it's treatable without surgery. Um, our buddy Josh, who he hurt his knee a while back, he likely has meniscus injury. It gave him some trouble for a while. And, um, you know, just through activity modification, he backed off of his workouts and just kind of slowly worked back into his normal routine. He's fine. That was probably six, nine months ago. He has no problems now. Um, so for normal people like us, that is the, that is the preferred way to do it because you want to stay out front of the knife if you, if you can, right? Makes sense. In the NFL, uh, they don't really have the luxury of time right. a lot of the times. So you want these guys back out there ASAP. You can have the meniscus repaired. That is typically going to be your longer rehab process. So another quick anatomy lesson. If we're talking about the outside of the ring, right? So if we're talking mm -hmm. about on the outside of the ring here, the body supplies a lot of blood to that area. So if we repair it, blood brings nutrients, right? Things heal well there. Right. If we get a tear on the inner two thirds on the inside mm -hmm. of the meniscus, we call that the white zone because there's not a lot of blood that gets to that part of the knee. So typically gotcha. you end up with a tear there, we're gonna have a meniscectomy, we're gonna go in there and we're gonna trim it out and we're gonna move on. So crazy. <laughs> Right. So with the uh, with the repair, typically you're looking at a seizing ending injury and you don't see that in the NFL very often unless it is at the very end of the season, which I think this flew under the radar is what happened to Jadavion Clowney last year. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of last season, he had a meniscus repair, but he had the entire offseason to recover. Right. Um, Jameis Winston is also another one that had meniscus repair. He had it before he hit free agency, leaving Tampa Bay. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. You, you're a free agent. You need a team. You don't have the luxury of waiting. What is it? Six, six to eight months for if, if they get the if they it, repair it. It varies. Um, six months is a pretty safe. That's a, that's a safe middle range. Gotcha take a to take a guess at so um you're not gonna see that a lot in the league unless it's at the end of the year or if it's in the middle of the off season Makes because sense. you gotta have time to recover in this situation for somebody like Irv Smith or for somebody who has a meniscus injury beginning middle of the season hey we're not paying you this money to be on IR right so okay. what they'll do a lot of the times is they will do a meniscectomy they'll go in and they'll just trim out the part of meniscus that's torn. And you're going to have a much shorter rehab uh, because there's no repair to protect. So when you have a repair, we have to be very careful of how much compression are we applying to the joint. We have to be very careful about twisting because that's probably how it happened in the first place, right? Right. We also have to be very careful about, hey, most of the time you don't want to bend the knee past 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. Once you hit 90 degrees, we're starting to put some stress on that area of the knee. We want to, we have to stay away from that. Usually you're going to have an athlete will have their knee locked completely straight and full extension for about six weeks. 
after a meniscus repair. So, gotcha, which that's a long term. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, and that is probably not, I mean, we are also speculating right now, Dustin and I, we, we looked to see if there was any details. They, of course, the Vikings, the team, as of this recording has been kind of tight-lipped. It's more of yeah, a meniscus injury. He's going to miss time, but they haven't mentioned if it's the outer part, which that, uh, for the listeners, I know we're giving you a medical lesson here, the, the outer part, you're usually going to repair because you have good blood flow to that area. And that is the part where in fantasy football, you go, there's no way <laughs> you just, you drafted Irv Smith, you have to move on from him. Right. If it's the, the inner part, it's snip, snip, cut out the effective part of the ligaments, let them, let them heal. You have to be careful with range of motion with, with the knee. But what is it, like four to six weeks? Is that roughly? Usually, usually for a meniscectomy where they just cut the meniscus out, you're looking at probably four to six weeks. And I say four to six weeks for a normal person. So people like you and I, usually at the six-week mark, Hey, we're back to living life. We're back to doing pretty much all the things that we want to do. You have these physical specimens in the NFL. Uh, I personally worked with some pretty high-level collegiate athletes that three to four weeks, we're back to running. So, um, yeah, so if I had to take a guess for Herb Smith, I'm going to take a guess that he probably just had the trim, and he's probably going to be out four to six weeks. So we're what, two weeks away from week one. Mm-hmm. And with IR rules too, with, during COVID, it's like, not only do you, can you put once, what is it? Once you set your 53 man roster, you can put any number of people on IR and take as many people off IR. Like there used to be limitations of like two, two per season. That number may have jumped up. And then when COVID hit, it just became guys teams do whatever you, <laughs> do whatever you need to but right. uh but it's like there is a minimum of you have to be on ir for three weeks and that kind of fits that timeline there where what i i think you're correct like we're about two weeks maybe two weeks from the injury happening um put them on well it may be two weeks by the time the preseason's done because that was the right. season finale so we still he's about a weekend there's another week before the regular season that mm-hmm. point, he's at, he's at the two-week mark, approaching the half point of possibly being clear. And that's that's not even NFL shape, too. <laughs> so, right. You know. now, you'd be surprised at how fast these guys get back in playing shape. Um, the, so a good thing about having the shorter timeline with the meniscectomy is there's no repair to protect. And typically, your progress is going to be a little more criteria-based versus – uh, just strictly time-based. So with a repair, we say, hey, physiologically, it's going to take six, eight weeks for this thing to heal. We have to be careful. With a meniscectomy, hey, we don't have anything to protect. Typically, you're going to be looking at swelling. You're going to be looking at pain. And you're going to be looking at how fast they, can they get their range of motion back. That's going to determine how quickly they can progress to get back into playing shape. Uh, some guys are going to get there quickly. I mean, they're going to be they're going to come out of surgery and be able to completely bend and completely straighten their knee. It's probably not going to hurt much. And um, they're going to be able to resume training within the constraints of what their symptoms will allow. 
Hopefully that's the, hopefully that's the case for Irv Smith. Hopefully he can, you know, the surgery went well and he can get back into playing shape rather quickly. I would probably say if he's not back by week four, I would be shocked. Gotcha. So, and, and in that time frame, if he's back by week four, a from hearing you correctly on this, and it's important for the listeners on this one too, it means fully mm-hmm. expect Irv Smith's going to be placed on IR. But just remember the IR rules in the NFL, especially with COVID, it's they only have to stay on IR for three weeks. So mm-hmm. that seems to be what the best guess is going to be. And, and it makes a lot of sense too. They're, they're already, the, when I say they, the Vikings are kind of making plans of how do we kind of get through the first quarter of a season? Because, you know, you go, oh, it's just four games or three, four games. But man, that's a quarter of a season. That's <laughs> and, a larger season, yeah. And they, they did a trade. Um, for a tight end for Chris Herndon of the Jets, and they gave up decent draft capital. It's it was they gave up they gave up Chris Herndon and what was it? They they gave a fourth round pick. They got Chris Herndon and a sixth round pick. So mm-hmm. fourth round pick that's pretty decent draft capital. Yeah, it sure. Could, could also play a part too. With um, <laughs> it's not just Irv Smith that's been affected. Tyler Conklin, like almost all offseason, has been dealing with his own fair share of, of injuries. So mm-hmm. just gonna feel bad for these guys. Like at the end of yeah. last season, both guys really emerged. Both guys were impressive in their own ways. And it made sense for Minnesota to move on from Kyle Rudolph. It's Irv Smith going into his third season has gradually gotten better. Unfortunately, a little little on the small side, 6'2, 242 pounds. And most probably one of the concerns is how can you have a how can you have a guy play tight end or the more traditional tight end role being that small? And he's dealt with some injuries. See, last year was back injury, groin strain. I want to say he had something going on his rookie season, but I can't find it. I can't remember, but it just, it always seems that he was dealing with something and you got to feel bad. Yeah. And you had to feel bad for Smith. Like this was after two years of developing and kind of Mm -hmm. biding his time. Finally, he was, I think, think a lot of people's uh, favorite late round tight end because uh, yeah. it, it made sense. Um, Minnesota runs a, an offense that consolidates its targets. It's basically going Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, and Irv Smith. Like they, they don't mess around with three and four wide receiver sets. Right. Um, that's probably a reason they went and got Chris Herndon. They, they do like playing with the tight ends um, mm-hmm. in their offense. Yeah, yeah, for Irv, I think you're right. Like, going to be short-term. I guess probably my question, thinking more dynasty long-term, I I don't have the understanding of meniscus injuries like you do, but mm-hmm. I'm a big NBA fan. And I remember Dwayne Wade had the, the meniscus uh, – let's see if I can pronounce it. Really bad at pronouncing words. A, men, a meniscectomy, right? That yes. I get it? Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, Dwayne Wade – had that early in his career and obviously didn't affect his performance a fantastic player multiple all-star all nba mm-hmm, teams mm-hmm. but you definitely could tell when when lebron james then joined him in miami and Dwayne wade was then in his early 30s starting to kind of get away from that athletic prime you start to see minute restrictions and mm-hmm. he's going to slow down a little bit and always had ice on his knees and i guess so. in the long term 
Like, what, sh- what should we be looking at doing with Irv Smith in Dynasty? Like, should... obviously, right now, you can't trade him. If if you were if you're spooked by this, you can't trade him. You still have to kind of wait. No, his his value is going to be at rock bottom right now. I would not try to move him at all. Um, so Irv Smith is how old? He's twenty. I'd say twenty four would be my guess. Let me see. I've actually got player profiler pulled up. <laughs> so they actually have his age right at twenty three, and that's right because when he came in as a as a rookie, he was super young. He was twenty four. That's right. He was yeah. one of the youngest guys, so makes sense. He's now twenty three years old in his third season. So still a super young guy. He is, and this is one of those things that a lot of guys. Now, you're talking about Dwayne Wade. There is exponentially more running involved and jumping in the in basketball than there is in football. Um, however, Irv Smith is a lot bigger than Dwayne Wade. And I am not super concerned about his dynasty value because you have guys that have knee surgeries like this all the time. And I've never seen a meniscus surgery derail somebody's career. Gotcha. And I would never expect a meniscus surgery to derail somebody's career. Now, when you have a meniscectomy, you are looking at further down the line, and you saw this, you mentioned it with Dwayne Wade, further down the line, you may have some management issues. Mm-hmm. Of It becomes just sort of this nagging problem that may slow them down a little bit. However, when you look at an NFL player's career arc, um, especially when they're going to be useful in Dynasty, before they hit the end of the when they hit the end of the line usually you're not going to play many videos you weren't playing ben watson in the last two or three years of his career right right so given that a player's usefulness in dynasty is pretty well from the beginning to the middle of their career arc i don't think he's going to have any recurring issues i don't think it's going to be something that we should be concerned about um for the dynasty part of fantasy football awesome so that's good news that's good news for me i've got him in dynasty i love irv smith i loved when he came out but there there is a relief there so that also means for people listening hey if you're a rebuilding team and you don't have like any chance of winning this year find that contending team there's there's probably contending teams that have irv smith because he was a very popular late round sleeper tight end so mm-hmm. and find those contending teams that are like oh no my either my starter or backup tight end like he's just gone and shoot you could probably give as you mentioned his, his trade value is the lowest it's gonna be or the lowest it's been so far ever yeah. since he flashed anything his rookie season correct so i think man we took us through a good lesson and just kind of recap for listeners we had there's two different, there's two different meniscus. They're in their crescent shape, one on the outer side of your leg, one on the inner side of your leg. Mm-hmm. The inner side is more than likely what we've got with Irv Smith for speculating. Mm-hmm. It me and it's almost always, always right. Yeah. And and it's correct me if I'm wrong. If I say anything that's wrong, you correct me on this. But okay. if it's on the inner side, if it's the meniscus on the inner side. They're, they're not going to let it just repair. They're just going to go and, and cut it. And, and they may cut it on the outside, too. Even if it's the outside, they're, they're going to cut it just because of when it happens. Start of the season, he's there tight in. It's roughly a month to a month and a half. 
And you know, Minnesota, Minnesota's built a team that's trying to contend now. Like nothing about that team goes, we're rebuilding. So now the one thing I will clarify when we're talking about repair versus trim, um, you can you can repair. So when I say when I say the middle or when I say the the inner third versus the outer two thirds, think middle out mm-hmm. versus left and right. Okay. So you have you have medial meniscus, you have the inside meniscus, you have the outside meniscus. When I say inner third, we're talking inside versus gotcha. outside. Thank you for yeah. that for that clarification there. So, you know, it's it's where the tear occurs. Right. You know, where the tear occurs. And oh my goodness. So be be well, Irv Smith. Come back healthy. Oh, it, it is a bit of a bummer. I was rooting for him because uh, I I think people that follow the Vikings have followed Herb Smith. We've kind of circled 2021 as like, that's going to be the year. We're going to move on yeah. from Rudolph. <sighs> but now, man, Chris Herndon season? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Again, for the third year in a row? Yeah, sounds sounds dirty there. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we're going to see, we're going to see a platoon. Um, Tyler Conklin, they're not, I think it made sense to get Chris Herndon because Tyler Conklin's coming back from his own injury. Uh, forgive me audience I did not look up what what his was but he's been dealing with something all off season so you know for people that are getting overly excited about Chris Herndon hey then maybe your time to sell because Herndon hasn't shown anything since it's rookie season mm-hmm. and it's just simply Herndon is there to help ease the pain of losing Irv Smith help with this tight end room for maybe half a season Hey, if he performs well, he'll he'll keep his role. But Conklin was very impressive last year in his own role. And Irv Smith, super dangerous guy. He had some top 10 performances at the end of the season without Kyle Rudolph. So it's it's more of I, I take the, the trade as Mike Zimmer is going to play two tight ends. He loves mm-hmm. his two tight end sets and can't really fault him with the lack of receiving talent after Jefferson and after Thielen. So I if you. If you've got if you've got a league where you have several IR slots, I know with COVID last year, a lot of the leagues I'm in, we expanded to usually three IR slots. If you decided to keep that this year, stash him. Yeah. Keep him on IR. You never know. He may come back early. Um, if he does, great. You've got him. If he doesn't, the likelihood of you needing to fill all of your IR spots in the first four weeks of the season, they're pretty low. So you're really not hurting yourself by keeping him on the roster if you've already got him. And that's an excellent point to bring up too. It's redraft season, Herb Smith. Man, what was his ADP before this? I mean, maybe 10th, 12th round. It was down there. It was yeah. double digits. And and so now you could, if you're waiting on tight end, obviously you draft a Kelsey, you draft a Waller, draft a Kittle, don't draft a backup tight end. But if you happen to, the way your draft board falls, if you had to wait on tight end and you're already having to kind of stream tight ends anyways, you heard it here. You heard it from Dustin. Like, it's no, no fear with them. Pick them up if you got IR spots. You know, take one of your last picks with them. Take the yeah. last pick. He he will last until your very last pick. Don't yeah. don't waste a, a 12th or a 13th on him. Just take him in the last round. Right. Take him in the last round. Stash him. You have some other tight end. I mean, there's still late round tight ends. My favorite tight end, Jonu Smith. You could go Jonu Smith late round, get Irv Smith, stash Irv Smith, 
and you know just go from there it's it's perfect you could just ride Janu because he's amazing he's gonna be future hall of famer and and like you still technically have a second tight end that's not taking up a valuable roster spot once you move them to ir so there we go the smith and smith connection i like it there you go <laughs> all right buddy i think man you you brought in some good information here People have to learn about meniscus injuries, just like when ACL injuries from a decade ago, people really didn't know much about them. And it's always Mm -hmm. good to know about these injuries and good to know what to expect about these players. You brought up Joe Burrow. It was excellent because there's been people that have been freaking out about Joe Burrow and you came in to go to go, you know what? We have to put this in perspective. It wasn't just an ACL injury. He messed up his meniscus too. So naturally he's not going to look like what Barkley's looking like right now. Let's be patient with him. Don't panic and sell him low. Just what is it? Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. So, So this is why you trust your doctors on Twitter. Because they'll they'll tell you the truth. They they have worked with these types of injuries. My buddy Dustin has worked in PT field for quite a while now. I think he has seen quite quite a bunch of different injuries and has worked with athletes as well. So if Dustin says something about a, a, an athlete's injury, I take note of that. And you guys should too. So Dustin, do you have any parting words for the Dynasty Wonderland audience? Um, no, not really. I just appreciate you guys bringing me on. I know you had to beg and plead for weeks to get me to, <laughs> I to get name, on camera, but I had to name drop. I had to, <laughs> to blackmail you. It was great. But then once we got you on, it's, it's awesome. We'll have to come up with a nickname. We're going to try and get you back on again, because when we get these injuries, Ryan and I are just going to speculate, but we're, we don't really know. So we're going to, we've got our own little Twitter doctor. I mean, not, a, not a doctor. Uh, yeah. You, you'll you'll uh, shame me for that for calling you a doctor. You know, not yeah. yet. We, we not got yet. some time not on yet. that. Give me a but, few years. But for people that are listening to the show, you absolutely need to give Dustin a follow on Twitter because if it's not injuries that, that you want to ask someone, because sometimes those PT doctors, they're getting super busy. Everyone's bothering them. Hey, shoot Dustin a question. He knows his stuff. Also, if you got commission questions, hit him up as well. He knows. He knows things. And the shoot him. Anything that you want to discuss, fantasy football, dynasty football, hit them up. That Twitter handle is at Martin underscore Dustin C on Twitter. And, and on that note, I think we're good. I need to, I need to hop off because then probably for the people that listen to the, the episode here, I may be wearing a different shirt. No, I'm a time traveler. What can I say? So, <laughs> but Dustin, thanks for joining the show, man. Yep. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Had a good time.